I just love the country. I feel like it's so pretty and I would just... Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Worldwide. So if this is your first time listening, my name is Neha and in this podcast I just cover some of the education and healthcare systems in third world countries. And I'm really excited about today's episode. It is about Thailand. So Thailand is a developing country or a third world country, but it's categorized as newly industrialized. And Thailand has always had a special place in my heart because whether it was through the YouTube videos I used to watch or what influencers would post or just travel vlogs, I was just always always wanting to visit thailand and i have to admit my favorite type of food is thai food 100 percent. so um i've always loved this country and i honestly think it's one of the most beautiful countries on the planet and i really really hope to visit one day and thailand is often marketed as like an ocean of smiles and like a welcoming tourism paradise known for its beaches you know and really really famous food and actually over the past decades um this southeast asian country has become one of the world's top tourism destinations and they've surprisingly had over 30 million international visitors and that number continues to increase of course not now because of the coronavirus pandemic but it definitely was on the rise up to 2020 and direct and indirect tourism both um, contributed more than 20% to the Thailand GDP, which is a considerable amount for sure. This survey was done by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, or the OECD. But other than the statistics, I just wanted to talk about some of the basic education. So, Um, Basic education in Thailand is free, and it's divided into three levels, so pre-primary, primary, and secondary. And education begins in Thailand at the age of six, which is is generally the age that it begins at, and it lasts for nine years, consisting of, like I said before, the primary, secondary, and pre-primary. And that means that children are generally done with school at the age of 15 which is different than here in the united states where we're done around 18 or 17 so that's definitely something i noticed and fun fact as a kid i used to beg my parents to take me to thailand like all the time especially during the summers so i made I spent almost a month making the perfect itinerary for what we could do in Thailand. I planned the hotels, the flights, the activities, everything. I I had my hopes set on going, but I'll hopefully make that happen within the upcoming years. So I wanted to start by talking about Thailand's education system. So... Thailand has a universal access to education, very, very similar to Sri Lanka, and they have a 96.7% literacy rate. This is quite close to the 97% literacy rate in Sri Lanka. And while I was researching Thailand, I actually found quite a few similarities between the two countries. So that's definitely something I wasn't expecting for sure. Um, But although Thailand has quite a high literacy rate which is amazing of course 
the students in Thailand scored below the global average on a series of tests known as PISA tests, and they ranked actually 35 out of 40 countries, so they ranked quite low. And some trends based on the International Mathematics and Science Study show that the country is falling a little bit behind in terms of test scores and education, although the literacy rate continues to be high. And some statistics behind this are that Thailand ranks 47th among 76 countries in global education, according to a standard survey. Some um, some things that are affecting the education system and causing a bit of a decline with their success rate is the demographic decline. So the population in Thailand is aging rapidly. And this is very similar to Japan, if you guys are aware. Japan has a relatively high older population and few people in the younger population area. So their population model is like an upside down um, cone and it just increases as you go higher, which means that the student population is shrinking and this obviously threatens the existence of large numbers of Thai higher education institutions, especially in the private sector. According to the Thailand Constitution, a free basic education of 15 years is guaranteed. Also, um, Thailand is one of the few countries in the world that's actually never been colonized by European powers. So therefore, their education system has developed not out of inspiration or from European like ideas, but more out of indigenous ideas and their fault they always followed their own trajectory this is very different from almost every other country i've talked about and india i always mention india but that's the country i'm most familiar with because i'm from there but india is since it was colonized by britain a lot of their colleges continue or, or a lot of their schools are heavily influenced by those ideas and like the english they learn is like british english so unlike countries like india thailand has obviously um followed their own path and definitely, you know, created their own system. So when there's fewer students, there is, that imposes a higher risk on the number of schools and, and it's causing a declining demand for education. But at the same time, there's increased competition with foreign universities. So this can really lead to many schools in Thailand closing in the coming decade. And according to the United Nations, actually, Thailand is one of the world's most quickly aging societies. And this is quite kind of unexpected because it's a developing country. So you wouldn't expect the population to be aging as fast. Like India, for example, has a really, really high population in the billions. And they continue to each family has like more kids and it's growing really fast so the older population is small while the younger population is larger but this is quite the opposite in thailand and thailand continues to age really fast and some statistics to show that are the share of thai people above the age of 65 has increased from five percent in 1995 to 11 percent in 2016 and by 2040, it's predicted that Thailand reaches about 17 million people who are over the age of 65. 
and the working age population in Thailand is expected to drop by 11% by 2040, which means that the working age population goes from 49 million people now to around 40 million people in 2040. So to summarize, the older population um, from ages 65 and plus are expected to increase 11% while the working age population is predicted to drop 11%. So in order to help fix this or go against this trend, it's important in my opinion that Thailand stimulates some form of immigration or upskills their labor force. Uh, this can cause, you know, um, an increase in the working age population or younger population rather than the increase in the older population. And Thailand has, since the 19th century, kind of modernized their education system based on more Western models. And they're obviously trying to look more at the U.S. system of education, and that's where they got the degree structure, credit system, and general education system ideas. And they're definitely continuing to, you know, increase their test scores and just their overall education system as time goes on, hopefully following suit after some Western models or even European models for inspiration. It's pretty high quality-wise in the larger cities, but of course, like many other countries, once you go into more rural, remote areas, the standard of care kind of deteriorates. Also, now I wanted to touch a bit on healthcare in Thailand. So, healthcare in Thailand is generally of good quality, especially in the larger cities like the capital of Bangkok. And most of the doctors and specialists in Thailand speak English. Although it's not one of the world's richest economies or the world's richest countries, Thailand has definitely succeeded in introducing an affordable system with regards to health, and it's definitely had a dramatic impact on the people. And to prove that, child mortality rates have been cut, and treatments like the antiretroviral therapies and renal replacement therapies have saved so many lives which is not the most ideal situation to be in, especially in a country that's developing and that has a large number of people living in, you know, not just the cities. But it was never always this good. So before the introduction of the Thailand Universal Coverage Scheme in 2001, the insurance programs that they had in place were kind of patchy and they offered um, unaffordable coverage, I want to say. So at that time around 2000, around a quarter of the people in the country were uninsured. So 25% of the people were uninsured. But since then, the Universal Coverage Scheme, or the UCS, has provided coverage to three quarters of the population. There's been a drop in catastrophic health spending or out-of-pocket payments and medical impoverishment. So that those are all good news and proof that the health of Thailand continues to improve. 47 million people and accounts for 17% of the country's healthcare expenditure. And ever since the UCS was introduced, the correlation between poverty and infant mortality has honestly disappeared and there's been a lot of improvements and 
8% of the population by 2011 has had access to healthcare. That's a significant increase and an improvement that's definitely worth praise. The Thai government has learned from many other international health systems and they used the UCS, the Universal Coverage Scheme, to help gain purchasing power and secure medicines at a lower cost. And it was not something that just came out of, you know, like thin air. It was definitely the system or program was um, implemented after a lot of years and decades, which I'm definitely proud of and happy that Thailand has had, you know, significant success with regards to both healthcare and education for sure. But in the case that you would like to look more into Thailand and maybe helping out or specifically with education, because in healthcare, Thailand is quite successful. Um, but if you would like to help the children of Thailand, you know, become more educated or healthy citizens, there is UNICEF, which I talk about almost every episode, but UNICEF is um, going to help make a difference for children in Thailand with the help of donations. So I will have the link to that in the description. And there's also another organization known as EDF Thailand, and it's the Education for Development Foundation. And it's also, and an article I was reading said, you know, what can we learn from Thailand? And they were saying how this healthcare system in Thailand is proof that universal healthcare is possible in lower middle income countries given the right circumstances. And it's definitely a model that other countries should learn from. And it's actually uh, inspired a lot of other countries like Kenya. And so the Kenyan president, Uhuru Kenyatta, has partnered with Thailand in a knowledge sharing agreement to speed up implementation. So Thailand has already had quite an influence and impact on other countries and many other developing nations are hoping to follow suit and you know, create the progress that Thailand is so well known for. A very trustworthy organization that looks to help with education in Thailand. And I will have that link as well as other NGOs and nonprofits that you can look into, as well as some articles that I found interesting about Thailand that hopefully you find interesting as well. So Thailand, honestly, I just have always loved the country and how beautiful it is but i'm so happy to have found that it's successful in its healthcare and education as well and i hope they continue to make improvements like they are and the coronavirus situation as soon as it dies down i'm sure thailand can continue to be successful and yeah thank you so much for listening and i hope you join me for episode seven